Hi, welcome back to A Certain Degree. I'm your old pal, Nick. If I haven't told you lately, thank you for listening. You're in for a fantastic episode, one that is more than just okay, because it is about just okay. That's the name of Matt Verdier's design and apparel company, and while it started out as kind of a joke, it turned into a message of self-care and creative support. Here's Matt talking about it, and me talking about it because I'm talking to Matt. Let's get on with the show. Ratatat on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, from their self-titled album. That was a song called 17 Years. I picked that specifically because of my guest today, because I think he looks about 17 years old, but I didn't want to imply that he is young. I don't know how old he is. Good morning. My name is Nick. I do this every week, and every week I have a very special guest, some of whom I know, some of whom I don't, and Matt Verdier is one of those people that I don't know. Yes, we've we've met briefly yes. at various markets and things around the town. Yeah, I met you, I think, really early on when uh, you were doing a market at, um, uh, what's the name of the place? Uh, market on South. Yeah. That was Thursday the... Thursday or something along those yes, lines? Yes, yeah. that's like actually the second or third market I did. So I did yeah. meet you very early in my career of this. In, yeah. in this capacity. So... Uh, would you say, Matt, um, artist? Am I an artist? Yes. Yeah. How do you self-identify? Artist, designer, artist slash designer? Well, I think those terms are they're very similar. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd say I'm an artist. I'm a designer. I do a lot of other things. Screen printer? Yeah, of course. A musician? Yeah. yeah, put it all down there. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a musician. Uh, over the garden wall cosplayer? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, great. You got my Instagram, I see. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked way back, and I was very impressed with that, because that's yeah. one of my favorite cartoons yeah, ever. Yeah, that is a absolutely stunning show in every regard. Yes, yeah. uh, especially the music. I actually bought it on vinyl, because I oh, had to have you? it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, great. So, we know a little bit about you. You can leave now. Yeah. No. All right. All right. Uh, let us get to know you a little bit better, as I do with all of my guests. I play a game. Uh, changes every week. The name of the game changes. But what we do is we take a look at some of the things out there in the world and how you feel about them. All right. How's that sound? I feel things about things. Great. Yeah, let's do it. So instead of saying yes or no, up or down, this week's game is called Willy Wonka or the Chocolate Factory. Now, Willy Wonka, fantastic. He's a great guy. Seems really nice. Seems to have it all together. Right. Has a little issue with boat rides, but other than that, really neat dude. Chocolate factories. I mean, you're just gonna get cavities. They've got the chocolate rivers. I'm kind of freaked out by Oompa Loompas. Okay. And kids, uh, you know, disappear in there literally all the time. Oh, definitely. So, so we have to operate on the fact that Willy Wonka is better than a physical chocolate factory that conceptually. Is correct. Yes. Okay. Because he can, in theory, just start a chocolate factory wherever he goes. Yeah. But the one chocolate factory is there, and it seems kind of yeah, scary. Yeah, that, that one's the problem. Okay, yeah. I'm okay. down with that. So Willy Wonka or the chocolate factory, how do you feel about uh, driverless cars? Um, definitely Willy Wonka. Yeah. I think we'd all be safer mm-hmm. and have a lot more fun. Would you jump into one right now? Probably. Or would you just get into one rather than jump into it? 
I mean, it depends on like how how cyberpunk the car looked itself. Like if the yep. windows were, you know, if I could just slide in there. If it was like a Dukes of Hazard type of situation yeah. where the doors were sealed shut, yeah. or maybe the the uh, the Cyberdyne, I almost said, but the uh, uh, the AI doesn't want to let you in, and you have to get in through the windows. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if the AI had already gotten to the point of like disregarding like the owner's things, then exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so you're for it. Are you typically an early adopter when it comes to tech? Um, I wouldn't say so. I'm actually more on the other side on a lot of tech things. But I think driverless cars are such a fascinating thing. And every time I want to turn left at a streetlight, I think about driverless cars because it takes everyone like ten minutes to realize the person in front of them is moving. So oh, there's so like this huge go. lag and there's like a big like traffic snake, I believe is the term that happens where that's exactly it. Where like 20 cars could have gotten through, but but four did because they weren't driverless cyberpunk cars because they were looking at their phones. Yes. And but, when do you think the cars start looking at their own Facebook? Do you think that will cause the same type of issues? Yeah, if we allow the cars the autonomy they deserve, they will all develop social media profiles yep. and talk to each other while they're driving. That could be a problem. So there's going to be a real, a real sweet spot for that kind of technology, I think. Just right before it yeah. gets to social media. Mm -hmm. Right and before the cars develop it. MySpace. And then is... you just kill it. Yes. Okay, great. Well, we just solved driverless cars. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we need to go on, but we will. Uh, you grew up? near this but Willy Wonka or the Chocolate Factory the beach Willy Wonka yeah Willy Wonka yeah the beach is really great I don't go there a lot but it is lovely and it's always a very calming experience you know like you're just seeing the smallness of everything as they say and so it's, you, it's fun you grew up uh, in Melbourne I did grow up in Melbourne Florida yes and in, in Palm Bay more specifically for oh, okay. people that know that area yeah you, yes we do know that area <laughs> a lot of listeners okay. over there on the podcast version we don't actually broadcast that far unfortunately for WPRK let me ask you about um, you know being at the beach you don't go a lot now I find people from Orlando like the yeah. hour there hour <laughs> back where do you put the sand that's in your bathing suit where do you put your bathing suit you know, those yeah, sorts of it's things a big get deal. in the way. It takes 15 minutes to get there. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an ordeal. But when you were younger, did you go a lot? Did you and your family go? I did not go a lot. My parents aren't actually a huge fan of the beach, mm -hmm. although my father was um, a diver for a point, but he hasn't been around the water in a while. But I don't know. The, yeah, just digging a hole in the beach as a child is an experience unlike any other. And even now, if you just like pull out enough sand and get to the water, there's something therapeutic about that. Yeah. Very nice. I would like to see you designing on the beach. I think that would be interesting because of your uh, your affiliation and your uh, your desire for water. Yes. I think is very big. And we'll talk a little bit about that uh, when it comes to your line of shirts and other products, uh, Just Okay. Yes. So if you want to follow Matt, uh, you can go to justokay.co or at Just Okay on all of the social medias. Yeah, pretty much. I'm um, just going to put that out yeah, there. Yeah. Any I social media, that. even the ones they just started up today, uh, those are all up there as well. Uh, Willy Wonka or the Chocolate Factory, sleep. Willy Wonka, sleep is phenomenal. Dreaming is phenomenal. Do you get enough sleep? I'd say I get enough sleep, but just barely. Just barely. Yeah. Okay, what does that mean? You like know, you're there's you're like seven hours people. Rem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if if I can have a really good dream, you know, that's uh, the right amount of sleep. Um, 
some people want like five hours of sleep and some people want seven or ten hours of sleep. And do you want those consecutively? Yeah, if like you're doing it right. 15-minute spurts? Yeah. I, I don't subscribe to the, the power nap. Mm-hmm. Not that it doesn't work, but it doesn't work for me. Do you, are you bad at napping? Yeah, I'm one of those people that's bad at napping. Like, I'm already awake doing things. Like, why exactly should I fall asleep now? Yeah. And just, like, tough it through. Just wait the till the, the end. Day. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it seems unnecessary. <laughs> okay. It seems indulgent. Good to know. No offense to anyone who does that. No though. offense to all the people who are napping through the show right now. Currently, yes. Yes. Let's <laughs> yeah. put a lot of people to sleep. That's neither here nor there. Croucher scooters, though, are. They're literally here and there. How do you feel about those? Scooters? Yeah, the Croucher ones, the electric ones. Like that the are birds or the now. limes yep. and all those exactly. brands that pop up every. I so don't know. I rode one of those earlier. once. Okay. Yeah, one time in Atlanta, I mm-hmm. rode a crowdshare scooter, and it was pretty exciting. It was I wanted to start trying to do tricks. I wanted to do a, a tail whip or something. It, yeah, it was exciting. So, do you think we should set up more ramps? Yeah, I think the solution to crowdshare scooters, bikes, and everything is more obstacles. Okay. Yeah. Besides the people and the cars. Yeah, like okay. I want to be able to catch air and hear the special sound from Tony Hawk Pro Skater Four. Oh, that yeah. would be amazing. Yeah. They just yeah. installed a skate park at UCF, actually. Yeah. And they don't want it to be a skate park because they put, like, the grind blockers on there and everything. But it looks like they just picked it up out of a skate park and slapped it in the middle of campus. It's got ledges and rails and a staircase next to it. So and I was baffled. It's just aesthetically, maybe it's, it's an art installation it, of some kind? It's aesthetically, like, mostly functional, but it's just a skate park with... The inability to skateboard it. Huh. It's, it's not an installation. It's it's architecture. That's yeah. really it's, interesting. It's so in general, though, are you uh, for the scooters? Besides the catching yes, air I and think the ramps and stuff. paying one dollar to get somewhere instead of walking is good. And yeah, I think that's technology that is good for the population without needing to pay a lot of money for a car for people who can't get places. Yeah, with other means. Yeah, great. Uh, cursive, the writing style, not the yeah. band. I'm oh, there is a band named Cursive. There is. I do know that band. Mm-hmm. I like that band. They're pretty good. Yeah, that's so what they're Willy, writing. <laughs> Willy Wonka on the band. Willy Wonka on the band and the writing style. Cursive okay. is like the foundation for all kinds of cool type, you know. And they, I don't do they teach cursive to kids in like third grade still? It's coming back in some school districts and in some states. Okay. So that's one of the reasons I ask about it because, yeah. and I'm always curious about for an artist um, and somebody who's as interested in typography as you are, I was curious about whether you learned it, whether that was maybe uh, your gateway into art. Yeah, that's um, a super interesting question because yeah. that, that is like a lot of typography starts with mm-hmm. cursive. And I did learn cursive as a child in elementary school. But when you're making type like that, like I do sometimes always start if it's a script or like swirly in any way, just like writing the word in cursive to start with, like it shows you where the letters connect and what to do with them and how they can move and connect with another word. So definitely a Willy Wonka on cursive, the writing style. The writing style. Okay. And do you still write in cursive or when you're, I noticed you had when I met you this morning uh, because we have to meet early. Oh, yes. I appreciate that. You're scribbling down, you're drawing. Doodling in my field notes. Yeah. Yeah. Are Um, you uh, writing in cursive there? No, probably not. Okay. Yeah. It's it's hard to read. (laughs) So you want that legibility to be left. When they put those field notes 
in a museum, you want them to be legible. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, so when they have the catalog of all the field notes that I've doodled in, mm-hmm. because those are worth money in this universe we're m- manifesting right now, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's do that. Let's <laughs> manifest that universe and also give me some of those field notebooks. Yeah, I'll throw a few your way. I appreciate that. Uh, how about professional wrestling? Willy Wonka or the Chocolate Factory? Hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the Chocolate Factory because mm. I just don't always enjoy watching people hit each other. Mm-hmm. Conceptually, it's cool, and it's probably really fun to watch. So but you say like, you don't always enjoy people hitting each other, yeah. or watching people hitting each other, I should say. Uh, when are the instances that you do enjoy that? Hmm. I guess like in more fictional things, you know. Oh, okay. Not that professionally, well, because we know. But, um, so in a movie yeah, or in a book? Yeah, perhaps in a book, in, in, in like Street Fighter or... Makes sense. Some weird uh, side-scroll fighting video game. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Do you read a lot of comic books? Um, again, just as a question, as an artist. Yeah. And um, I really enjoy comic books, but do. I do not read a lot of them. Most of the, the comic books, I would say, are more like graphic novels that I mm-hmm. read, just like obviously all the classics, like Alan Moore and uh, Frank Miller kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't like pick up the ones that come out every month or whatever. It's hard to keep up with all of those titles. Yeah, I tend to be a graphic novel kind of. It's collected. I have it all in one place. Yeah, there's the whole thing right there, and I can read it fully at any time. I don't have to keep them in mylar bags. I don't have to keep them in a special room for humidity. Yes. Yeah, because Florida is really tough for for that. Uh, Let me ask you about uh, food. How about jerky? Jerky. Willy Wonka or the Chocolate Factory? Willy Wonka, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Um, jerky is cool because you don't need to refrigerate it or do anything with it. You and can wear it. Yeah, you can uh, wear it and yep. you can draw with it and nail it to the wall and all, all sorts of things, I guess, mm. that I didn't think of that you're telling me now. But um, yeah, it, it tastes good. It's preserved. Yeah, I don't have anything bad to say about jerky. Great. As long as it's made ethically as possible. (laughs) Jerky uh, sponsors will like to hear that. Yeah, Uh, I'll make some jerky designs for someone. Speaking of building things, I think we were talking about that. Tiny houses. Tiny houses are cool. Mm -hmm. Willy Wonka on tiny houses. Could you live in one? I don't know if I could live in any ones because I have so much junk that Mm -hmm. I've just like picked up off the side of the road or built or... D- needed to do something with is it a lot of half done projects you'll get to this or this seems like it might be something someday? yeah that's yeah. the thing with me is always like this seems like i can use this for something or it will be useful and it makes me kind of like a a bit of a hoarder in that mm-hmm. ca- category but i like to think everything's utility and that i will need this like weirdly shaped piece of plywood at some other point in time or like this type of material so i, I do collect materials and like weird stuff that might be useful or it might just take up space forever well i didn't realize this but you'll be happy to know in the second hour when we do bad business ideas one of them addresses oh good all your extra stuff good maybe Great. we can use all of it get it out of my house <laughs> all right just a couple more questions for now getting to know matt verdier if you want to get to know him a little bit better follow him at just okay at any of the social medias i'm going to put that out there yep tiktok Once more twitter all the weird stuff, yeah. Snapchat? 
do a do lot I of snapping. Do I have a Snapchat? No, I don't. Sure. I don't think I do. All right. We're going to yeah. go ahead and register that on your behalf. Please. How do you feel about musicals? I love musicals. Yeah. Willy Wonka. I would watch a Willy Wonka musical. There probably is one. I think there might I be. Think uh, Fred says that. Yeah, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, that's what it's yeah, called. <laughs> yeah, that's actually the name of the book. But yeah. obviously, I'm going with the uh, uh, the movie, the original movie. Yeah, which I'm, was so weird. Uh, that and was, awesome. was lovely. Yeah, I, lo- I love musicals. I was performed in musicals in my in my high school days. I was usually always the old character that didn't sing because I cannot sing musical style very well at all. Okay. Yeah. But so musicals are beautiful. What what was an example of a role that you played? Um, there was a the ship captain in Anything Goes. Mm-hmm. I was just this old man who was kind of annoyed at everything, and I wonder why I was chosen for that role, huh? You know. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was theater is so fun and musicals are fun. Did you have the beard in high school? Maybe for the end of high school, I started to grow a beard. Mm-hmm. I think that was a development of some time. So you after. were like, you were just getting typecast as yeah, I was just old getting, boat captain so yeah. many times. Yeah, exactly. And you said, well, I'm just going to grow the beard I'm going to go for it and buy a, a fisherman's cap and sailor outfit. Yeah. This makes a lot of sense. This is all tracking with uh, what he wore to the studio. Of course, obviously, people can't see it right now, but uh, obviously dressed as, uh, I, I would say, somewhere between Donald Duck and a boat captain. Yeah, I, I'd say that's look. accurate. I'm I'm glad you have pants on now. Yeah, we did determine that you had to put on some pants. Yeah, they got the the sailor lines down the side. And oh yeah, yeah, I got yeah. It's a, it's a great outfit. Great, and you brought your own raft, which is good too, just in case anything happens. Last question for now. Going back to food, cobbler the dessert, not the person who fixes your shoes. Hmm. I guess the chocolate factory because I haven't had a lot of cobblers that okay. I've been really into. Hmm. Are you? Um, uh, what is a favorite dessert of yours? So, with desserts, I'm I like ice cream and mm. brownies. I really like brownie alamodes. You know, just slap a big warm pa- brownie, pa- warm brownie, Fresh big old pound of ice cream. Just a, a dollop of yeah. ice cream on top. Yeah. Vanilla. It can be vanilla. It can be like one of those really indulgent brands that just like put every chocolate thing they can find in the ice cream that's good too so chocolate on chocolate on chocolate yeah that's okay. that's good yeah Vanilla. cobbler doesn't seem like uh yeah. it's gonna be up there for you along with yeah. i would imagine pie is also not no i do like pies actually you do like pie. i like a but i like the like pecan pie mm. you know pumpkin pie oh is that it just those two i thought there were more there's more. Those okay. are the those are the standards. Those know? are the two. Yeah, blueberries. You you can yeah. Pies are good. Okay. Great. I think cobbler is not as good. <laughs> I also think that that does track with your particular art style, which is precise, which I would say is you know very thought through. So pie, if you think about it, is very organized. Whereas a cobbler, which yeah. is essentially the same ingredients, exactly, yeah, is chaos. It's just, it's just a little messed up. You yeah. just like can't get that yeah. stuff on a spoon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think that tracks with uh, your art style. So uh, Matt, let's take a break right there. Thank yeah. you for that. Got to know you a little bit better. I think everybody else did too. I don't know if any people who know you are listening and feel like they know you a lot better, or maybe learned some things and are kind of disappointed. Maybe, yeah. In their relationship with you because they didn't know those things. That's very possible. That's what I like about the show. Yeah. It's got something for everyone. Yeah. 
Maybe not. You're listening to a certain degree. We'll be back with Matt after uh, this song, and I picked it because of the name of your company is just okay. Oh, no way. Uh, well, this is Just Ain't No Love. Okay. That was there the only one I could All find. Right. There wasn't a Just Okay song okay. out there. Uh, this is try harder next time. Uh, I will. Next time you come on. Okay. I will actually search the internet and not just my <laughs> library of songs. Uh, Barbara Acklin on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. Podcasts. Are they the greatest thing humanity has ever produced? Yes, without a doubt. Since that is the case, and there can be no arguing that, subscribe to this show to a certain degree. I don't know if that sounds right. It, seriously, though, it's free. It just takes a second. And it helps out podcasters because the more subscribers we have, the more the algorithm notices us and promotes us accordingly. All praise be to the mighty algorithm. Now back to the show. Barbara Acklin on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree that was just ain't no love, which I assume is how she wanted it pronounced. Just ain't no love. I don't know that I always put the emphasis on the right words. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. I do this every week. Every week, very special guest, Matt Verdier is here. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Nick. Thanks for having me. No, no, no. Thank you. Thanks for waking up at whatever time i did to be yes. here yeah man what time did you wake up what uh how far was it for you flying in from the just okay the just okay headquarters, headquarters. Yeah. yeah um i think i woke it, up at like 5 30 oh, it's too not bad. too bad yeah. yeah okay yeah don't kill yourself for it just okay is a wonderful line of designed pieces i want to say t-shirts but that's sort of what i think of when i think of just okay because yeah. i think that's where I was introduced to it. You were doing the T-shirts and stuff. But, I mean, anything else that you do, uh, posters, um, senior stuff, uh, you're doing some water designs or water-related designs because you're a water enthusiast. Yeah, I do love water, and people should drink more of it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but water bottles and stuff like that. So I've seen that on your uh, feeds oh, yeah. and stuff. The bottles aren't for sale. It's just a sticker that you can put on your water reservoir to remind oh, you, you to go. drink water. Okay, yeah. perfect. I'm glad we had this little <laughs> talk, and I did such a good job of researching that. <laughs> but uh, well, I don't want to just peg you as a t-shirt company. Right? Yeah, but I appreciate so that. How do you? What do you think of yourself? Is it a design firm that also happens to have? a line of t-shirts and products and things of that nature? Yeah, I've had to start thinking of myself more as a design company recently. Mm-hmm. When I when I did start the company, it was apparel and like little goods, and I thought of it more as a retail company. But I've always been a graphic designer and always done like freelance and like work for people. So I thought combining those two businesses was going to make both of them stronger. And so far, I think it, it has because I can offer those products sort of as merch for me as a design company. And then I also get the people that have that merch that are like, oh, maybe I need a poster for this thing or I need something. And it's it's a good way to connect with the community and find people that need like small business things and like weirder. So a logo or, yeah. you know, maybe a business card design or something along those lines. Yeah, that's sort of my my specialty is like logo poster and like t-shirt design yeah yeah that's that's where i'm niching myself i guess um one of the places you did that was for maker for orlando last year yes 
you did more or less what, um, not necessarily the logo, but with the event design, I would say. The yeah, event like the event promotions and yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, so they brought you in and, you know, very happy to see that because I was already, um, uh, you know, I already knew of you and your skills as a designer. And then to see what you did with it and the way you played with the elements of an existing design. Right. So it wasn't like you were just coming up with and just had free reign to do it. You were yeah. within a box of, okay, it's, it's red is the primary color. Um, there's a robot. Is that how you say it? A robot, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's obviously sort of these nerdy elements to yeah, it. Yeah, precisely. So none of that design was like actually like taken from anywhere, really. It was just that I wanted to include that like super iconic Maker Faire yeah. robot. And I kind of yeah, yeah. like was given the liberty to like draw it how I wanted and change a lot of things and i just made this collage of like nerdy things and nods to stuff that does happen at maker fair and it, it was super fun and i i just wanted to make something that really showed the the fun aspects of maker fair it's like for kids for adults for everyone yep. it had like a little bit of a retro future vibe that everyone was pretty excited about yeah a little mid-century modern yeah. in there as well let me ask you when you have uh, as a designer you know, I people think that, or I would assume that given free reign, you're like, go, go wild, go crazy, do whatever you want. Is that a better project for you? Or is it the one where, okay, it's Maker Faire. Again, you kind of have here are the colors that we need and here's the elements that you can choose to use if you want. But I, I don't want to call it a constraint, but yeah. you have a you little have bit limitations more of a box. and you have a, a yeah, a box to work within. Yeah. What is your better project or what do you like better? Well, I like projects where the person coming to me trusts me to do those things mm-hmm. and like follow some guidelines that maybe aren't said, but like that work best with it. So I do like a lot of freedom to kind of like do what I think is best for them. And we would obviously talk about it and, you know, exchange ideas and what their values are what their voice is and the kind of customer that they want to reach and that's that's kind of what's really central to me helping people with design mm-hmm. is every business or thing has like an ideal person that needs to see it and sometimes that is more important than like let's make the logo look nice and through making the logo look a certain way these kinds of clients that are perfect for that business are attracted to the business rather than them just being like, we want a flower as the logo and I like draw that. Like there's a lot of strategy and research that goes into a project like that. And even with Maker Fair, how you were saying that I use those colors, like they didn't tell me to use those colors. They Mm -hmm. said I could use whatever colors I wanted, but I knew that those were the colors and that that was an important thing to keep in the, in their branding. From a consistency standpoint, that sort of thing. So switching over to the stuff you design for yourself. Yeah. So when you have a client, you have somebody you're bouncing ideas off of, you are getting some feedback from. When you're designing your own things for what I would call the retail arm of yeah. Just Okay, who is that for you? Like, are you working and and maybe this was at the beginning where you're you know, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if this is going to sell. I don't know if people are going to relate to this or yeah. want it. I mean, that still happens now. Like, yeah. That that never goes away. I don't, 
I don't, you don't try have that to magic bounce. formula yeah, yet? No, I, I know a lot more now. Like, this thing is probably cool. I think this is cool. I think people will like it. <laughs> but when I think about it, that's exactly how it was in the beginning. And it's like a little bit of a gamble every time that you are making like a bunch of a thing. Like, maybe no one wants this, but people usually do. Yeah. And I bounce ideas off of other designers and my partner and just mm-hmm. like casually to people. I don't like to get super strong opinions unless I think something's really bad because I do want it to be that authentic that it's just like I want to make this maybe no one will like it like I made this sticker that says just okay boba co like clutch your pearls is like a fictional company that serves boba tea and like I didn't think that was a big thing but I just thought it was funny because I love boba tea Mm -hmm. and everyone loved it and it was a huge gamble for me because I just wanted to make a thing that I wanted and I think that that informs a lot of what I'm doing. And it's the same thing with the water stuff, as you were saying. I just thought that. I felt that. You know. From, uh, and I don't know enough about your business, but I know a lot of what you do is screen printed. Yes. So you could do it on demand if people want it. I mean, obviously you have to have some yeah. inventory in as far as the T-shirts or the paper or whatever you're printing. Um, stickers, I would imagine, are a little bit different. You might have to order them from somewhere. I'm not sure if you print yeah, them yourself. Yeah, you I get those produced at, at shout out to Rebel Reprints for printing Rebel myself. Reprints. Yeah. Um, do you so coming up with and having stock versus being able to create something like does that affect how you put designs out there? So, for example, for stickers versus a T-shirt design. Yeah. Um, Actually, recently, I'm not really able to keep up with printing as much, so I'm moving away from screen printing everything myself and, like, finding local companies that can do that. Mm-hmm. So I just have a bunch of a thing. And that is always, it's more of a risk Um, in comparison to, like, T-shirts and stickers. It's obviously easier to, like, get 300 stickers and have them, and they retain their value. But a bigger item like a T-shirt or sweater or whatnot it kind of like it's it's just business planning right you like yeah. you have to like know when to get a bunch of a thing and when not to and like if the bulk reduction in price is worth what you're doing and yeah it's a, it's a lot to think about it makes me anxious a lot of the time i'm just like well, what am i even doing like, how do I'm i know i'm so glad i brought that up at 7 in the morning for you yeah <laughs> but i guess that the question is i mean this just okay has been around for about 2 years now yeah, about two. I mean, you've been designing two years, obviously longer yeah. than that, um, but uh, about two years. So you're getting to the point now where you're going to take some gambles. You're going to have to take some exactly. Gambles. That is the how businesses work. From what yeah. I've heard, is like, and, and about this time in the trajectory of it is like when I'm like, I'm going to have to spend a bunch of money to try a thing, and I've and heard to that have from inventory a lot of and yeah. stuff like that. Another reason you can't be in a tiny home, exactly. I would imagine, yeah. How do you feel about making that shift? I mean, was this your intention with Just Okay to get to this point? Was it something you're, you've been looking at as kind of like you've been looking forward to it? Not on the level of yeah. like the outlay of money um, yeah, and resources, but you know, this is the idea of being able to go into a room when you get an order and just being able to pull down a large yeah. and ship it. Yeah, I've never really love that and it it works for a lot of people and that is like a very viable business model to do things like that i know a lot of makers and other shirt brands and whatever that do that and it works for them 
I think I am not as inclined to that because I would rather be designing a thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like the art side of it more than pulling a, a print. And pulling a print is fun, but after you do it like 120 times, it's like uh, my, my wrists hurt. Like I'm done <laughs> doing this yeah. today, even if I need to do more. And yeah, that's, I'm glad that I'm at this point now to, to answer your question more succinctly. Yeah. As I, I like to be able to hand that kind of stuff off to someone else and just focus on making the really cool things. And I still take a break to do manual labor for products like prints and things that are much easier to produce than, than a T-shirt. Yeah. Well, and I would imagine you still want that connection with doing the prints and seeing how they look yeah. and stuff like that. Because doing the screen printing is... Uh, we were talking a little bit about Maker Fair. You and I were set up in the same building, and we saw the line for the T-shirt screen printing yeah. um, that was doing, uh, you know, your designs uh, on the shirts, the official Maker Fair shirts. And people like to do that because there is sort of this, uh, I believe you said it was a tactile sort of feeling to it. And, yeah. you know, at the end of it, you get the piece. Precisely, and you made the piece with mm-hmm. your labor, and I think that's... What, why people love to pull a screen print so much is they get to immediately see like something made and they did the labor to do that and it, it makes them smile and it's just so wonderful to, to see that happen. People feel like they made this and they did and yeah. And you were working on posters at your booth. Were you allowing people to do that or were they yeah. watching you? I was doing the, the same thing but with a poster and it was a two-color poster where they would put down a, a black layer mm-hmm. and then a red layer and the the same thing happened that they they love seeing like that was even like cooler for them probably because they got to see two colors put on there like oh, how there, do you yeah. do that and yep. yeah and yeah the the reaction that i see in any scenario from people screen printing their own whatever mm-hmm. is always amazing and i want to see more of it nice well, let's leave it at that for now. Uh, we're going to play another song. I thought this was interesting, and I'd like to talk a little bit more about Just Okay, the brand and where that name came from and how you came up with that because I think yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of layers to that, yes. which is something I really appreciate about it. But let's play a song right now. This is Air from the album Premier Symptoms, uh, which is French. I'm also going to butcher the name of the song. J'ai dormi sous l'eau. Nice. I sleep underwater. Okay. No, I didn't know if you had anything to add to oh. that. Oh. Oh. Do, Do you, you sleep, sleep underwater? underwater? <laughs> we said it at the same time. You'll hear that on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. After four years on the air, Nick has interviewed nearly 200 amazing Orlando residents. It turns out there are many more that remain uninterviewed, and I'd like to change that. If you or someone you know would like to get up early on a Monday to be on the radio and chat with Nick for two hours, take your computer and point it at toacertaindegree.com. Now back to the show. Air on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. J'ai dormi sous l'eau, uh, which I think means I slept underwater or I sleep underwater. I slept underwater. Let's say it's past tense. Good morning. My name is Nick, often in the past tense, sometimes in the present. And you can hear me every Monday starting at 7 a.m. I have a very special guest. If you missed any of the show, as with this one with Matt Verdier, I would encourage you to subscribe 
wherever you subscribe to podcasts or go to a website called to a certain degree com where you could listen to it once i've produced it and get it out there i have to cut out all of the music obviously i can't put that online for licensing reasons and i have to you know put in some additional reverb basically make me sound like barry white so if you listen to the podcast it actually sounds like barry white oh, okay can you put can you make my voice a little wet too a put, little put more some like yeah. cathedral reverb on there you got it maybe some subtle saturation so it, like it sounds like we're in like a hall somewhere we're like, gonna you know. do it's okay. gonna sound so churchy okay it'll be great matt thank you so much again for coming out uh, you are doing a lot of things, as we talked about earlier, but for uh, for people just to catch up real quick, designer, graphic designer, artist, and you have not only your own, uh, would you call it an agency or would you call it more of a consultant that does design work, consultancy? Yeah, it's a, I don't know, a, a company. Agency implies that there's like a bunch of people, right. I think. It's it's just me here. Okay, I, great. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, also along those lines, you have a, a retail arm of yeah. Just Okay. The name of the organization is Just Okay. And uh, you sell T-shirts and other apparel and paraphernalia on the interwebs and yes. at many of the wonderful markets around town. Yeah. Do you have any coming up? Do I have any markets coming up? No. Probably I should ask that don't. off the air. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, okay. Yeah, so, I've been doing a few less of those to just focus on creating the stuff. Yeah. So if you go to justok.co, you can find out more of that. And at justok, okay, I would say mainly Instagram. It's a visual medium. So yeah. you're going to see the designs. You're going to see them close up. And then you can follow, uh, I think it's at matt.verdier at uh, Instagram as well. Yeah to see some of the other designs that you're doing. So not just your retail stuff. Yeah, th those are just like doodles. It's not very active, but I like to post weird stuff on there <laughs> that I do, yeah. Very nice. Yeah, Instagram's the one to go to. I, it's a curse, but that's where I live. I wanna know, Matt, going back a little bit, sort of a chicken and egg situation. Did the name of the company come up first or did you come up with that very initial design the sort of or the mantra maybe this is something that you've always kind of had in your head because looking at it looking back at your stuff I assume that the name for just okay as a company came from the one of the first designs that you did that said it's okay to be just okay yeah the, well yeah that is so, a very yeah. chicken and egg scenario I'm curious yeah because what um, happened the name came first, actually, without, like, all the meaning that I sort of embedded in it, like, mm. almost immediately after it was named. But when I started that, it was it was a company I was going to start with a, a close friend. And um, we had decided that the name should be Just Okay because – or Just Okay Things was the first iteration. And that was just because we thought we were going to make Just Okay Things because we – didn't know what we were doing and like I very quickly realized after that friend sort of like had to go another way and mm -hmm. I was starting the company that I really liked that name but the meaning needed to be like a lot more to it I guess and then I just like sort of immediately thought of like it's okay to be just okay and I thought of that in like almost every regard like you can think of that as your work your your mental health, your physical health, and just if you're just not feeling good one day. And I thought of that 
in relation to social media and like how everyone has to be perfect all the time and like mm-hmm. all all that cliche you're stuff you've heard your before. Best life yeah, and all of those. Yeah, things. Like yeah, like everything is great all the time. Yeah, and that that was something that I didn't think was like always cool, and that maybe just like came from a an unknown disdain of like, oh, why is everyone got to pretend to be like this all the time? But like that all passed very quickly, and I really mm-hmm. like focused in on the the mental health and the the validation and affirmation of that that phrase provided and sort of a lot of my early designs kept that like super upfront and close and now it's kind of like it's still there and it's still important and it's it's in every bit of work but it's not always what I'm focusing on I think it's interesting to have something like social media and Instagram out there where you know, if I wanted to see the evolution of your design and the messaging, yeah, I can go and do that. And yeah. again, that's where that question comes from. When you look at your own evolution and you look at the design and how it's changed uh, or your design aesthetic yeah. over the years, uh, especially the last two is, you know, as just OK has been, uh, you know, you, you gave birth to it and now it's been out in the world. How has that changed, and what's your view of it now versus then? In the in the design sense, in yeah, the aesthetic yeah. sense, yeah. Um, I like where it is now because I'm. I feel like I'm sort of coming into my space more with a, a specific style and a way that I like to do things, and that also is like a little scary because I don't want to be stuck doing, one thing or like one way of designing, especially like for the brand, but in general too. And that I sort of just over the last two years figured out the way I like to use the tools that I have and mm-hmm. the way that I can convey a message best through through them. And that kind of landed me at where I am with the style that you see now, which is a lot of like clean vector lines and some stuff that like looks a little hand drawn, but it's still still like tight. I try to keep everything pretty clean and formal. And that's probably not a good word to describe it, but... Are you doing most of your designs on a computer? Yeah. Um, Tablet, you know, that sort of thing? Yeah, the iPad is a revolution for me to be able to just doodle like that and throw it on the computer. I recently just got all Apple stuff. I'd never had that before. I was like, Apple is a little unnecessary for the prices that I'm paying and the functionality mm-hmm. I'm getting, and I can't turn on developer mode and, like make the screen do something different. But after I got that iPad, that like was really a different way of designing for me. You just like scribble a little idea, scribble it over that. And there's like a, a, a way of iterating and problem solving a design or a drawing or whatever that I'd never really got before with Photoshop's functionality and using like a Wacom or whatever. So now that you've uh, switched over how has that i mean has it changed you know you feel like the look of it like are there other technological steps you want to take in the future um in order to not necessarily get better yeah well, but more efficient or anything along those lines yeah i think every artist and designer can always get more efficient and learn how to use the tool better i guess for me specifically i plan on evolving and changing the style and not that I'm trying to, but I just like sort of know that it will happen with learning to use a tool and like refining a process. 
because I I know how to use the tools now, but it's like you're, there's always things to learn for, for everyone. Going back to the name uh, Just Okay, yeah. I think that it's uh, – it, 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 to me, there's some semblance of – you know, sort of a tongue-in-cheek approach to what a name of a company should be. Yes. Right? Like it should, you know, it, it should be AAA best design and T-shirt company. Yeah, there's a little bit of, yeah, a, yeah. a facetious undertone to that, I guess. Like, And that, that comes from what I was uh, mentioning before at the beginning. That's like, we were just okay. Yeah. And that was like part of the thing. It's like, yeah, you shouldn't name a company that I'm going to do it. Like... Well, but I, I guess my question is, and we'll have to go to break here in a second, and we're already at the end of the first hour I'm a joy to talk to, um, is around the, you know, do you do you deal with people and in telling them the name of the company, you're like, if they don't get it, I, I may not want to work with them. Like, is this your first way of determining if the client is going to be good? Yeah, that happens way more in like a retail setting than... Um with clients i think most people that come to me as as a client like understand that it's a company and it's a funny name and Mm -hmm. like these little layers to it but sometimes at a market someone will be like oh just okay like i don't want to get anything from there i've heard that like (laughs) twice it's not it's not common and some people ask me like how how are you doing and every now and then i'll be like just okay and then they don't get it and then i feel like crazy like uh, yeah. wow i don't know how to talk to people okay wow <laughs> i think we all feel that when we're doing markets sometimes oh yeah well yeah no for for the most part it's very well received i would say and it, it makes people smile and i love that when they just like read a shirt from the other side of the market or something and i mm-hmm. hear them say it and then they laugh with their friends and that's that's always an amazing feeling that i'm grateful to be able to give people but you also want them to come up and buy the shirt yeah, they need to buy some stuff. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, let's leave it at that for now. If you want to buy some shirts or if you want to see Matt's design work, justokay.co and at justokay on all of the social medias. We'll be back. Uh, second hour has, of course, bad business ideas as a successful business person. I'm excited for that. You are going to do so well. Uh, we'll have a pop quiz, and then uh, we'll get to know Matt a little bit more on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. You have a social media account of some kind. You have a brand you're trying to establish. You're thinking to yourself, how can I get some affordable and stylish props to use to help tell my story? That's where Brand Knuckles comes in. Through the magic of 3D printing, Brand Knuckles uses all the dimensions to create a piece you can use as a giveaway to customers, as a way to brand your images, and many other applications. Go to brandknuckles.com to learn more. Now back to the show. The Delgados on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, from the album Universal Audio that was Get Action. And it has an exclamation point at the end of it, so that's why I said it like that. Before the break, we heard from Japanther with Stolen Flowers. Good morning. My name is Nick. I'm here every week from 7 to 9, and right around the 8 o'clock hour, me and my special guest, who this week is Matt Verdier. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Nick. And uh, Matt is of Just Okay. Matt is Just Okay. Do you ever say that? Yeah, people say that a lot. They say, oh, this is Just Okay. And then they realize in that second after they introduced me like that, that that wasn't a nice thing to say. 
Actually, and I then I'm like, no, it's cool. Say. Like, yeah, it's, that's, yeah that's I, the name I, run, I run that company called yeah. Just Okay Co. That's cool. <laughs> JustOK.co and Just Okay Co. on all of the social media channels. You can find it if you just look for Just Okay. Some wonderful design shirts, apparel, stickers, other things. If you need any custom design work, Matt is the guy for you as well. Yes. That is correct. And... Matt, I don't know if you realize this. I don't know if you're prepared for this, but we have to do a segment right now. As a business owner, you're perfect for this. Okay. Bad business ideas. Bad business ideas. Bad business. It's time to pick just one. It's going to be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come on and some fun. Oh, that was lovely. Thank you. That was a good, a perfect jingle. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why I'm thanking you. I didn't do it. Oh. Well, you hired I mean, I people wrote it. to... Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You did do it. Yeah. Uh, I can't sing. Uh, Bad Business Ideas is a segment of the show where we talk about two really terrible ideas, and then you have to pick one. Oh, yeah. And you have to run that organization. Okay, yeah. And you're actually contractually obligated to do that by being on the show. Okay. You have to move kind of quickly because we're going to talk about it on the air, so there's always the potential of someone stealing it. Yeah, someone taking up that, that bad business idea. 100% yeah. has almost happened. Uh-huh. After four years of doing this wow. just about every week, I'm sure at some point someone... Uh, almost did that. Before we get started, though, I just want to give you an idea of where we are with Bad Mrs. Ideas by talking about uh, somebody who has a birthday today. And I think she might go on what I would consider the Mount Rushmore or the Mount Enron of Bad Business Ideas. Oh. So I, I think the patron saint of Bad Business Ideas is Charles Ponzi, the guy who came up with the Ponzi scheme. Uh, you know, you are a musician. Yes. So I thought about this from a music industry standpoint. There is a gentleman by the name of Dick Rowe. He was with Decca Records back in the 50s and 60s, and he passed on the Beatles. Oh. Yeah, so he might want to be up there. And then there is the former CEO of Blockbuster, John Antiaco, who said that $50 million was too much for Netflix to buy Netflix at the time. I think this was around uh, 2000, 2002, somewhere in there. Well, yeah. So, yeah. That's the way it goes. Now, the fourth person, as I mentioned, has a birthday today. The CEO of Theranos, Elizabeth Holmes. Okay. Are you familiar with Theranos? I am not. Okay. So, basically, Silicon Valley disrupt uh, blood testing. And they said they had this patented method with very little blood. Okay. They could test for a number of different things. So they went out and sold it, and CVS, I can't remember exactly who it was, but CVS was afraid of Walgreens getting it or vice versa. So one of them spent like a gazillion dollars on it, because it, and they had no proof that it worked. Right, okay. They never saw any I of that stuff, but yeah. And uh, so she turns 36 today and is probably in court still. Wow. So happy birthday uh, to Elizabeth Holmes. So- now that you know who I aspire to be more like, you can kind mm -hmm. of put that into perspective when you hear these ideas. All right. Matt, may I call you Matt? Yeah, of course. Great. 
When I say shipping, you say containers. Shipping. Containers. Shipping. Containers. That's right. Shipping containers seem to be all the rage these days. Whether they're being converted into bars, tiny homes, restaurants, there's an aesthetic that seems to go along with it, right? Like you're yeah. reusing things, you're recycling, this you're being Small green. space, minimal, yeah. yeah. So there's a Boxy Park in Lake Nona, which is made with all shipping containers. Now, Lake Nona, from my understanding, only appears during full moons, so I haven't been out there yet to check it out. Yeah, there's a glitch through the map you can take to get in. Exactly. Only occasionally, yeah. though, as, uh, as we are wont to uh, go to Lake Nona. Uh, but closer to home, the yard at Ivanhoe, which is the new development that's going on at Virginia and the train tracks. I believe oh, you're okay. familiar. Near yeah. Factor, GB's Bottle House, the Hideout, yeah, okay. all of those I places. I vaguely know the area, yeah. Now, you might have seen on the corner there, I think they're doing some retail space, a social gathering area, food hall. And they're starting to build it out with elements that look like shipping containers, but are not shipping containers at all. So there's, you know, we make fake brick facades. There's gold plating that we put on things. Right. Why not a company that can bring a shipping container chic to anything you want? Oh, so all the charm of like sustainability and recycling, but with actually just producing something new. Much more wasteful. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, shipping container chic got me thinking of a name. Sheep. Sheep. But spelled C-H-I-P because it's shipping container chic. So to just kind of smush those words together. Yeah. That's... So at Sheep, we can make anything look like a shipping container or a series of shipping containers. Your house, sheep it up. Your work, sheep it up. Your car, which will probably look like a Volvo after we get done with it, but mm-hmm. still, sheep it up. What do you think about that That business idea, that scheme, that plan so far? Sheep. Yeah, so... I guess that name is super strong, right? Sheep. That's that's brilliant on your part. Yep. It also implies, you know, following. You want to follow us because you're a sheep, you know? Yeah. And also, Maybe the logo should be a, a, a square sheep or something. I'll, I, I'll, I'll get you something right now. about it. I love you to sketch it out. He's sketching out right now. Uh, just in general, do you see that, you know, that idea of making something look stylish and currently in vogue but without actually having to do the work yeah that's the (laughs) or doing more work i mean it seems like rather than getting a shipping container in and converting it it seems like more work to build the box and then sticking all the things on it yeah that's i can't think of an exact example of that but things like that happen all the time right like people want a thing to look old it's like yeah and it's well, wood floors, for example, yeah. they have people come in and actually tear it up a little bit to make it look worn and used. And yeah, the distressing uh, of yeah. whatever is in the same vein as it's that. It's distressing. And yeah, it is <laughs> in itself Literally. distressing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's sheep. Sheep. Are you? Do ready? you want to develop like? How we're getting these containers to clients and like all the well, ba- we're not like, getting any containers anywhere. The fake we're containers. Just, we're just making we're it We're making look it like, look like that. Yeah, maybe we just 3D print a facade that looks like a uh, shipping container. Okay. 
I mean, it could just be like a nice vinyl sticker that you just put over your storefront in general. Better, just like, I knew you were the right person for this job. It just has the texture of a shipping container. You but just, you just wrap to, it around. Just don't get too close. Yeah. You it's just can't wrap. get too close. It yeah, is it's a like a vehicle wrap for your storefront that makes it look like it was a shipping container. Oh, my goodness. I knew you were the yeah. right person. Okay, that's just idea number one. Okay. Cool okay. your jets. All right. I don't want to take them. this one too far. According to a recent study, true or false, life takes up nearly 100% of our time on a day-to-day basis. That's true. I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a little hard to argue. I could try to, but well, you go could. on. Yeah. During these periods of being not dead, we tend to accumulate memories, both in our brain meat, but also literal memories, mementos, yes. we call them, right? We collect things. Yes. Um, we talked a little bit earlier about how you find things on the side of the road. Yeah, you might too much stuff. Yeah. For a project or something along those lines, you have all this stuff. You may feel sometimes overwhelmed by it, but the idea of donating it might not work because it might not be donatable. And the idea of adding to the landfill is maybe something that you don't feel is uh, for you. Yeah, that's not cool. Right. Exactly. So how do we take this stuff off of your hands and off of other people's hands without, you know, without you, Matt, feeling like you're doing bad for the environment or bad for everything else and allowing you to pay somebody to take care of that for you? This is sounding like a good business idea, Yeah. Well, I'm glad you asked. So what we're going to do is take your stuff and on the weekends, we're going to pick it up and we're going to take it to people's garage sales. And while they're not looking, we're going to have somebody distract them. We're going to leave the stuff that you want to get rid of at their garage sale. Oh, that is perfect. Yes. And and then they get to sell it without even knowing, like, would that person that probably like put, or, a, put a price tag on it that's... Very reasonable, I would imagine. Exactly. And just get out of there. And if they don't sell it, it's up to them to figure out what yeah, to do with it. Yeah, now it's their problem. Yep, exactly. All right. Uh, the name of the company is Garage Bail, and the tagline is reduce, reuse, get rid of it. Wow, that is brilliant. Is that a service you would use? Yeah, okay. th- that's utterly brilliant. I don't know why it's on bad business ideas. <laughs> I will subscribe to a monthly fee right I'm, now. To- I'm wondering if it might be illegal. We're not sure. Yeah, it might be illegal to like give someone something, essentially, right? To just leave it there. Yeah, are we littering? Yeah, I guess it- we'll figure that out. Okay. Now, if you choose this, you would have to figure that out. So okay. by we, I mean you. Okay, so I'm going to pick the best bad business idea. You're going to pick the one that's right for you. We okay. have sheep. We have being able to turn things into looking like shipping containers. Yeah. Or we have garage bail, where we take your stuff off of your hands and without any guilt on your part, because you're paying us to essentially recycle it in the best way possible. Yeah, to give a stranger some extra cash or give them a piece of junk. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that I, sums it up so well. Okay, I, I love that one. I'm going to go with Garage Bail. Garage We're going to develop it from the ground up and figure out all the things and how it works. But I wish it already existed so I could just subscribe. I have a truck. We can get started this okay. weekend. Yeah, let's find some clients 
I can be the first Kalan. You hey. are going to be our test subject. Okay. I love everything about that. I have some like entertainment Wait a minute. centerpieces. Is this just your way of getting rid of your stuff? It might be, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Oh, well, that's actually a pretty smart bad business idea. Way to go. All right. Well, very good. We'll work on that a little bit. Maybe a. Uh, I wonder if the logo should be the three, you know, recycle arrows, and then one of them is just a garage. Yeah, how do you really... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I we'll could think develop about that. that. I okay. guess this is radio, so there's no point in really getting into that, but I'll make you a Garage Bale logo, my friend. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. Uh, Steve Earl, we're going to hear, I feel all right after uh, Bad Business Ideas. I think that's a good palate cleanser. So you're going to hear that on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Radio host, copywriter, podcaster, public speaker, small business consultant, teacher. You know Nick as having mad interview skills. Did you know he does many, many other things? If you want to learn more about him and what he's up to, and maybe hire him for a project, visit toacertaindegree.com. Now back to the show. Steve Earle on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. That was I Feel All Right. And I feel all right. My very special guest is here. I'm Matt, and I feel just okay, right? <laughs> There's that thing that doesn't land all the time. I I like it because it's true. Sometimes you're just okay. Yeah, so. most of the times when you say I'm great and you're like just okay, like you're not about to throw a party for yourself, and that's that's fine. Like Cat yeah. Whitaker, who was on the show not too long ago, um, along with Joshua David Martin, they both put on Uncomfortable Brunch over at the oh, NCN. Oh, right, yeah. I just saw a post from her on social media when somebody asked her, what have you been up to? Um, and, you know, when you're asked this, do you feel like, uh, and she talked a little bit about the anxiety that she feels sometimes when people ask that. And I get that sometimes when people ask me, what do yeah. I do? Right. Or, you know, and that sort of thing. And it's like, if you can be accepting of your reality in terms of, okay, I'm not doing anything earth shattering. I'm not doing anything that is, you know, I'm not solving cancer, solving cancer, uh, curing cancer. I think we've solved it. I think we just haven't cured it. But, you know, if you're okay with that, then you're fine. Yeah. If you are all right with just like being okay or not. Yeah. That's precisely what you said. Yeah. yeah. That's so if you need some accoutrement that kind of shows the world that that's how you feel about it, I would encourage you to go to justokay.go and see some of Matt's stuff there and uh, get to know him a little bit better in terms of his design and see if there's anything uh, he might be able to do for you as well. Yeah, of course. All right. Thanks for that. Yeah, thank you. When I played a little bit of, I feel like a little bit of everything, you know, Steve Earle can be considered a little bit in the country realm. We've played Delgado's, Japanther, uh, Ratatat to start us off, which is sort of electronic. Um, Barbara Acklin, which is an old R&B song, uh, Just Ain't No Love earlier. What are you listening to when you're creating, uh, when you're doing your artwork, whether it's for yourself or for a client or for a t-shirt design? Like, are you blasting music? Do you have to have complete silence? How do you interact with sound while you're creating art? Yeah, that's a really cool question because I'm a musician and I love music and yeah. sound and just soundscapes and 
auditory stuff in general. And, and what do you play? Uh, I play guitar primarily, and I can mess around on the other ones, but guitar is where, I, where I'm at. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, when I design or when I'm working, I'm usually not listening to music because of what I just said. It's like I'm so interested in it, and I want to, like, take it in in yeah. a way that, like, focusing on one thing doesn't allow me to also, like really pay attention to things in the music or it can be distracting because I'll hear things and be like oh what's that like how is this synth and they're interacting with like the the channels of like left and right and what and just stuff like that so sometimes actually I don't listen to music when I'm working sometimes I do if it's more like manual labor printing or like shipping and things but when I'm like really in the zone trying to figure out all these design problems and where the shapes go and where Mm -hmm. where things need to end up it's i like listening to podcasts better actually and i listen to like a lot of conversational podcasts about design or about making and that kind of allows me to just like be taking in information a little less invested in the auditory experience i'm having that's interesting because i am uh you know personally i'm the opposite yeah. if i'm trying to listen to a podcast uh, for example, even when I'm editing this one, so I've already had the conversation. I'll take the uh, MP3 files from the radio, right. uh, from the station. They give them to me. And so you and I have already had this conversation. So I've heard it once already, yeah. ostensibly. I've been relatively conscious throughout this interview. I'll take it and I'll listen to it again. And I'm just listening to in general just for you know any pauses, any significant ums or ahs or anything that sounds – Anything I can also pull out of it right. that I might be able to use in mini-sode or future, you know, uh, episodes as well. Uh, so I have to, like, play, like, a really dumb video game or just be sitting there listening to it in order to do that. Oh, I can't, really? Yeah. Like, That's even if so I'm trying to do social media, um, okay. I'm going to be – I'm going to write something. I'm going to put the picture in. I'm going to do all that. And I'm going to realize I missed the last 30 seconds to two minutes of wow. the uh, conversation. Yeah, and so that's interesting that your brain works that way. Yeah, it's interesting that, like, our brains just work almost the same way, but with opposite types of medias, yeah. too. Like, you need to hear the music for that focus, and I'm too invested in it to be able to. That's so interesting. Brains are weird. Brains are so weird, say our brains. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Uh, what about music without lyrics? Do you find that that's easier to listen to, like a uh, movie soundtrack or something along oh, those yeah, lines? Or is like it the same? Lo-fi, hip-hop, and of, chill or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same type of situation. No, that is still... different. If there's not words and the beats are minimal, like all that lo-fi stuff that's yeah. popular now, that that's easier to work to. And I've, I've done that before, and I really enjoy that, the sort of mood that that stuff puts you in. But if it's like a band or something that I like, you're going to want to listen to that. I kind of want to listen yeah. to it. And I don't listen to a huge amount of music, actually, for how much I love music and make music. And it's it's sometimes I think that's a weird thing about me is that I should listen to more music, probably. It's, uh, well, whatever it takes to take up. So to me, it's always there's this lizard part of your brain that needs to be occupied so you can be creative. Yeah. And some people can do that with silence because they're putting that part of their brain or they can turn it off or turn it on or whatever it is that they do, um, that stimulus that they need. But for me, it's that it's that music. Yeah, some people need the lizard yeah. to be stimulated. Yeah. 
Well, that's something I'm going to pull out, and that's going to be murmuring tone whenever you call me. Yeah, I like is that. Is you saying that's that? That's a good soundbite, actually, yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. Let me ask you this. Let's transition into sort of uh, keep on the creative train. But when did you start drawing, and when did you realize that design was something you would want uh, to pursue? Um, I've I've drawn quite a while in my in my childhood and I didn't really realize design was even a thing that existed until like the end of high school even like um I would see the posters for musicals and shows that they were doing and I was involved in the the theater community so I was like I could do one of those and I was happened to be in a graphic design class at the time because it just seemed interesting and I realized like really quickly in that class that like this is something that I'm kind of good at and I like how I feel when I am doing it. And that sort of helped me realize that that was what I should put a lot of time into. Yeah. Coming out of high school, realizing that you had an inclination for that, what was your plan and what happened? I didn't really have a, a plan. I went to Ringling, Ringling College for like a year. And I realized that that wasn't the best fit for the way that I liked to design or where yeah. I thought I was and what so was, was happening. I, I would say that's a what I would consider a, an art school. It is, yeah. It's a, yeah. a I mean, they've obviously a private, branched, fancy. Yeah, yeah. They branched out into other things, so digital media, and so yeah. it's not just necessarily it's not just fine what art. Yeah, yeah. And so you went there right out of high school. Yeah, I went there right out of high school and realized that I needed to do something else. I guess because mm. that wasn't worth the time or money in my very young brain. So I went to a community college and I didn't really do design for that whole time in a community college, but I got all the the preliminary credits or whatever that you need to do actual classes. So then I came to UCF. Did you get your AA? Yeah. Okay. And then at UCF, I got my, uh, I guess it's a BFA in graphic design. And through that whole time, I was really like honing those skills and Mm -hmm talking to people about that and learning things from the brilliant professors there. I didn't, I know I didn't take advantage of that as much as I always, or now as much as I think I should have, because like in, in college I was very into music that we've talked about and I, I had a band and I was like, I'm trying to make this band happen. I think I can do music. And then out of college, I got back into design more and now I'm like in that community more. So it's, it's always been like a, kind of a bounce between those two and I like them both very much. Well, let me ask you this then. Did you do you feel like now what I think people look at when they look at the art community, the design community, the um, ad agencies or advertising marketing yeah. community is a very competitive one. But having missed out on what you think you did was miss out on these opportunities to interact with professors at UCF, are you making up for that now by looking for different ways to interact with the design community? Yeah, I definitely am. There's a brilliant design community in Orlando, and I'm going to some of the AIGA meetings and like talking to people. And it's it does feel like that's what I should have been doing when I was in college. Mm -hmm. But it's amazing to be able to do it now so I don't really regret it because I wanted to do music at that time so that's what I was going for 
Because by now you would have taken it all over. Yeah. But that just puts your timeline back a couple of years. Yeah. So in, within the next three years, you will run the design, you know, community here in Orlando. Oh, yeah, sure. No, that makes no, sense. no, no. There's enough for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all friends, of, or at least the designers that I know are amazing people, and they're very helpful. What is it about the Orlando design community that you think is different or that you think is really unique? I think it might be that, that there's not a lot of competition and everyone respects each other for different things. Mm -hmm. I haven't been terribly involved in other design communities, so I can't offer what I would feel is a a true comparison. But anytime I'm communicating or talking to designers here or just the art community in general, everyone is very supportive and you don't feel like you have to get through levels of exclusivity or any kind of like social ladders to interact with literally anyone and that's really I'm pretty like socially anxious I guess I'd say like to a degree so it's like really cool to a certain degree oh to a certain degree but only a quarter (laughs) (laughs) I'll, I'll get an ad from you yeah um so that's that's what I think is different is the most that I could say from my limited experience with other communities. It's just like people like seem to care about each other and want everyone to succeed. And that's so cool. Nice. I like it. Do you have uh, a best friend in the design community? Do you have a best friend? Do you need a best friend? I guess I have a few best friends. Okay. Yeah. I don't know about the design community. Like I have quite a few well, people that I would you like a new one potentially? Oh yeah, sure. What do you what do you have for me? Uh, you're gonna have to earn it. So we have a pop quiz. Okay. And so there's five questions. If you get all five right, you and I will be best friends for the week. Oh. Four will be best friends for the week. Okay. Three same level. Uh huh. Two, one, zero. Not a countdown. If you get any of those, yeah, we will become bitter enemies. Okay, so there's a very fine and hard line in the sand there that I. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and so just so you understand, in both cases, I'll need to know your schedule for the week. I'll need to know the things you're allergic to or you're scared of. Okay. If we're best friends, I will keep those away from you. If okay. we're bitter enemies, I will push those towards you as much as possible. Okay. Well, I'm going to need a a written contract and timeline for that. Great. Yeah. No, just give me your schedule and we'll do that. Uh, Simon Time usually does the trivia. He does trivia around town seven nights a week. Chris Crespo of Cinema Crespadisa, who also does trivia, is stepping in for him. Are you ready? All right. I guess so. Okay. Question number one. Hey, Nick. This is Chris Crespo sitting in for Simon Time from the Simon Time Trivia Show. I have five questions for you and your guest, Matt. So let's get started. Question number one. How many states' names in our country end with the letter A? Now, this is a tough one. So if you get it within, let's say, two of the answer, then I'll give it to you. That's a really hard thing to problem solve in your brain. Yep. And I love that you asked that because it's just okay. Oh. I don't know. Maybe like one, two? 
to that end with the letter A. That end with the letter A. I don't know. I'm going to say three. Three. All right. Let's see if you're correct. I'm not. The answer, that would be 21 states. Yeah. You were a little off there. I was just a little off. I didn't get an I with the two. Yeah. 21. Yeah. Yeah. That's. (laughs) Now that you think about it. Yeah. When uh, I was listening to this last night, I was like, yeah, there's like Florida, Pennsylvania. That's it. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Florida, Pennsylvania, Arkansas. Oh, Alaska. Yeah, see, it's it's coming to me now. It's yep. a, <laughs> Exactly. Question number two. What is the national animal of England? Is it the lion, the beagle, or the pigeon? That's just going to be a guess for me. I think a, a pigeon sounds cool. It does sound cool. It's probably not right because then that's stereotypical, like, there's pigeons flying around everywhere and... There are pigeons everywhere, and they're kind of uh, garbage creatures. Yeah. So it seems they're unlikely. They're definitely garbage munchers because they might not want to yeah. portray their, yeah. I don't know, maybe a lion. Which do you want A wanna... beagle. Uh, I don't know. It's just a guess. I don't know this kind of stuff. They're all, you know, good answers. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with the lion. The lion. Okay. Your answer, the national animal of England is the lion. Very nice. All right. All right. That's two. Well, sorry. That's one correct. <laughs> yeah. One wrong. So you're still, you could go either way here. Oh, we're going to be bitter enemies, Nick. Yeah, we'll see. For question number three, we're going to play the Betty White time machine. Which what? came first? The birth of beloved American actress Betty White or the invention of the dishwasher. Okay. Which wow. came first? Betty White or the dishwasher? The dishwasher or Betty White? Betty's a big listener, so you better not get this wrong. Oh, yeah. Do I get any hints or can I ask any questions that would help me at all? Sure. Are you familiar with dishwashers? I'm, I, if I could get a year of either one of them, <laughs> I guess that's a pretty big hint. That seems to be... Yeah, that would be all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I think Betty White came before dishwasher. Betty White before the dishwasher. The answer. Betty White was born in 1922, but the dishwasher was invented no. in 1886, meaning the dishwasher. The dishwasher as we know it or just like a box that that drops water on things yeah. and like scrubbed your dishes. Okay. I mean, we could argue for a while, but you've got two wrong. So we're already bitter enemies now, right? No, you could still get three right. You get two more. Yeah. You're you're living on the edge. Question number four. What has to be added to milk to turn it into yogurt? Bacteria cultures? The answer, to turn milk into yogurt, you need to add bacteria, active cultures, probiotics. Nice. All right. So that's two right, two wrong. Shall we remain at the same level of friendship or shall we become bitter enemies? Oh, we can stop right here. Oh, no. (laughs) The Schrodinger's cat of pop quizzes. Yes. All right. And your final question, number five. 
What is the capital of Rhode Island? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those things that I know I know. Yep. Everyone knows it. Now the question is, do you? Yeah. Rhode Island. Rhode Island. So many people are yelling at the radio right now. I know. They're, I'm going to, yeah. People are yelling at the screen or radio. I, I, I don't know it. I want to say it's like, no. I, what is <laughs> No, I got it wrong. I don't know. You don't know? What? I, I would love to know, though. Yeah, let's let's see. The capital of Rhode Island is not Quahog. Instead, it is Providence. That's it. Those are your yeah. five questions. Thank you very much, Nick and Matt. All right. So uh, anything you're super scared of, allergic to? Um, I'm not allergic to anything. Mm-hmm. Do you want to um, be? Oh, you can make that happen? Mm-hmm. That's that's terrifying. That is something enemy. I'm scared of. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of things I like that I don't want to be allergic to. Uh, just one last piece of trivia uh, before we go. We'll take a break, and then we'll come back and do some plugs because we're almost out of time here. Uh, Johan Gutenberg, the printing press guy, Yeah. which I thought was interesting that you, know, you do a lot of uh, press uh, or printing. Uh, what do you call it? Of t-shirts? And oh, screen, screen, screen printing. Screen printing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My mind went blank. Uh, he died today in 1468. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So it's interesting that an interesting today to be yeah. on the show because you're a screen printer and he's a screen printer of sorts. He invented the which press? I know he's like... The a, Gutenberg. Okay. Yeah. So like the, the Steve Gutenberg press. Is that that's like a newspaper? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A good Very day. Nice. Okay. Thanks, Gutenberg. Uh, Let's play a song, Christine and the Queens, with uh, the song Chris from the album $5 on WPRK, Warner Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. WPRK is one of the best college radio stations in the Southeast, and maybe even one of the best in the world. Why? The entire station is made up of students and volunteers, and each show is as unique as the DJ putting the playlist together. Tune in on your radio or stream it on WPRK.org and you will hear music you've never heard before and songs you don't normally hear on the radio. There's always something interesting happening, so listen early and often. Now back to the show. Christine and the Queens on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. I believe I got those uh, reversed when I mentioned the name of the song and the name of the album. That was $5 from the album Chris, which I think refers to Christine of Christine and the Queens, who that was playing the song Five Doll. I feel like I'm going to get in an endless loop of yeah, keep that's doing quite that. a loop of yeah, all liner right. Notes. So uh, my name is Nick. You're listening to a certain degree. This is pretty much the end of the show. We've got the Orlando Theater Hour coming up, and Ashley and Gardner will take you through all of the things that are happening with theater in the Central Florida area. Potentially beyond, I don't know what her, uh, you know, area is that she, her territory of theater. Does everybody have a theater territory? Yeah, I feel like there's like some subcategories and theater kids are like love to have like their, their cliques and like the kind of thing that they like. Yeah. Very healthy. Yeah, it's very healthy in the community. Is the theater clique community. Uh, So she'll be coming up here in a second with Marco DeGeorge of uh, a couple of different things, but Theater on the Edge being one of them. 
So stay tuned for that. Or if you miss it, definitely subscribe to her show as well. You can subscribe to this one if you choose to and catch any of the show with Matt Verdier, who is my very special guest today from Just OK Co. Lovely to be here. Just OK Company or Just OK Co. or Just OK? It's Just OK Co., but it can be Just OK, and then it can be Just OK Co. Design Company. It's actually kind of a mess, but (laughs) I I think Just OK Co. is the... <laughs> the, it's the, the website justok.co it's the at it's your handle on most yeah. of the social medias as well and yes. if you've uh, never seen his stuff I would encourage you to go check it out because I think it's a lot of fun um, you would obviously if you're looking for presents for any holidays coming up whether that's Arbor Day or uh, Memorial Day or President's Day uh, yeah, I think are those are definitely other... the kind of holidays that I'm that my stuff goes with. I'd say. Are there any other gift, big gift giving holidays coming up in February? Yeah. Oh, not that I know of. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, but I would encourage you to go there and check that out because I think you have, uh, and I'm not just saying this because you're sitting across from me, and you seem like a very aggressive type of person. If you've heard any of the show, that's yeah, that's I'm, the I'm I'm very loud and uh, yeah. I kind of got an attitude. Yeah. So no, thanks for putting up with it. It's really good stuff. So I, I mentioned earlier, saw you two years ago at a uh, show, yeah, and at a market, and I was really struck with your stuff. And I've been kind of following, not stocky way ever since. Okay, I really appreciate all those yeah. kind words. I, yeah, thank, I, thank you. you so much. Um, anything that you want people to know about you or you want people to do, uh, you know, if you're encouraging them to do so, is it just follow, like, um, comment? Do you like to get feedback about your obviously constructive yeah. feedback would be helpful? It's, it's always cool to hear like what kind of stuff people like the most, mm-hmm. whether it's in design or product side is like, I do a lot of Instagram stories where I'm like, what color do you want this shirt to be? Cause if I just make it what I want, that might be the 10% of people that want that. And that's something I'm not like really attached to in the process is like, if you guys want it on a white or black or purple shirt, that's cool. I would like it on all of them. So yeah, they, yeah. Interacting with anyone who was like touched by, or like if anything I've made, it's always cool to hear those stories and be like, Oh, this made me feel this way because of this. Yeah. As a small business owner, do you feel like, you know, having that kind of interaction and having that kind of connection with your audience and your customer, that immediacy of it uh, is not only helpful for you, but it actually makes them more interested in your product? Yeah. Um, engagement on both sides for any small business is usually awesome for both parties. Mm-hmm. Like to to be small enough to talk to people that like your stuff is also pretty cool you know like someone can come up to you and say they saw you at this place and like this thing and it's it's always super sweet to hear yeah nice one of the i actually wanted to ask about one of the designs uh or design directions that you've taken were around water yeah Uh, and that was i I think really popular right like the yeah that actually did. did pretty well yeah um I made a long sleeve shirt that says remember to drink water on the back and has a bunch of water molecules and symbolic sy- symbology of, of water. water. Yeah. And yeah, I made that cause I was just like, I, I need to drink more water. 
Everyone else needs to drink more water. So this wasn't like a you're a water drinker. You were on some kind of crazy water-based diet, and you were just thinking about no, it all the time. No, not that just... radical at all. I just I like tasting different kinds of water and like seeing how they taste different, and it's very good for you. And yeah, the, on the side of the sleeves, there's like all these little like half facts about water. Like some of them are a little stretching of the truth, but they're all like. Like, water is good for your brain and your body and your mind. And, like, I mean, everyone knows this now, right? But, like, I thought it was funny to put on a shirt and have people be able to, like, read that. Do you uh, – I was curious, too, then, out of the percentage – because I would assume you're going to have a whole line of uh, earth, wind, fire, water. Yeah, that's you know, the all logical of the elements. right? Yeah. yeah. That could but be cool. out of all the designs that you start, how many actually make it to print? How many actually make it out there or maybe to the point where you share a design, but you haven't necessarily printed it yet? That's a really interesting question because I feel like that's very different for every product maker or maker yeah. in general. It's like it's probably a lot more than I think, actually, because I do like doodles of things that I think are good. But maybe like 50 percent of the stuff that I like think up, I'm actually like this is good enough to put the rest of the work in. And it's a lot about like if you're I mean, if anyone listening is trying to like come up with ideas for stuff and do things like that, something really good to do is to just write down literally anything that comes to your mind. And Mm -hmm. then you'll realize that like 80 percent of that was garbage. But if you move one word from the top of the one thing to the bottom of the thing, it's like that's the one. And you can like, yeah, that's a thing that I do a lot. Okay. Yeah. Or do you? Or do I? <laughs> no, I'm just curious if you're trying to like put something out there that oh. maybe isn't true that wastes a lot of time from your competitors. Oh, that would be really yeah, that would be a good tactic. That. No, that's actually like a pretty good. That is I mean, I, I, would, I would recommend okay. that. All right, very yeah. good. Well, you, you're a very <laughs> honest guy. I like that a lot about you, Matt. Thank you so much for being here. Let's uh, shake hands on the air because I think that makes for yeah, good radio. Yeah, thank you so much, Nick. That was that was good. That was a very firm handshake. Yeah. Uh, and so, if you missed any of the show, again, please subscribe. Next week's guests will be Jonathan and uh, Mike Michael Williams, uh, who do. Uh, we're at Maker Fair as well. They do a lot of cosplay and comic book writing and drawing oh. and other things. So, two really neat gentlemen that I met there. That's lovely. And they will be on the show next week. Stay tuned for the Orlando Theater Hour. And uh, have a great week. Thanks, Nick. Everyone have a great week. Okay. I wasn't sure if you were. Oh, gonna... I didn't know if you wanted my input there. Oh. You wanted me to do it. Yeah. There, there too. I'm waiting for you. What? What? Thank you. All right. Fine. I'm, I think I'm messing this up. <laughs> I'm not made for radio. Well, Phantom Planet uh, from the album Leader. This is. No, wait. Raise the Dead. This is Leader. Because I think you're a leader. I'm a leader? Yep. Okay. On WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, you've been listening to a certain degree. And that's the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and you have a moment to visit Matt's site and social media channels at justok.co, not com. The voice you heard during the commercials is the incredibly talented Ashley Ann Gardner, Check her out at ashleyagardner.com. 
That's A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H-A-G-A-R-D-N-E-R.com. If you like the bumper music, please follow the To Be Decided on YouTube slash the To Be Decided. As always, thank you so much for listening. And remember, sometimes you have one stone and two birds. Aim carefully, but also just get a few more stones, why don't you? <laughs>